guess you need a little bit of background to culture and things, don't we, when we're looking at some of those phrases in there. I know the first time I came across that gospel and Jesus was saying, whatever town or village you enter, find out who's worthy and stay there until you leave. And I thought, well, that's a bit of an imposition, isn't it? You know, but actually the truth of it was if they'd left, it would have been the greatest insult to that house. What's wrong with us? Why have you gone to them and not us? You know, you set these things into, into context. I was out early morning the other day on, on a walk around like I like to do when I can. And uh, just praying as you wander around. And I came across a young farmer. And we got into conversation. And it was lovely. He just asked me a really straight question. He just said, so how's church life going then? I thought, wow, great. What a great straight question that is. So I tried to give him an equally straight answer. And I said, yeah, God's good. God's faithful and he's good. And he's there for us. And he's not hiding and we want to find him, we find him, and that's his promise. And, and he's raising up more and more opportunities like this one that we are having together. Just to chat about him. He's good. We had a lovely conversation for about 15 minutes or so. And then I asked him about the challenges that he was facing on the farm. And he shared some things with me. And, and then as we were coming towards the end, I just said, well, I'll pray with you. Yeah. So we just stood at the roadside then. And I just blessed him in Jesus' name and just prayed for some of those things that were on his heart. And I reminded him that we were here. The church is here in the Dale for him and things that are online for them as well. When you're busy as a farm, there's no need for you to miss out some of the teaching and da-da-dee-da. And then I went on my way. And as I went on my way, the, the words, the harvest is plentiful, just came... To mind, and it wasn't until later that day when I sat down at the desk and opened up and started to look at the readings for Sunday that I thought, wee, there we go. Right part, crucial part of our gospel reading this morning. The harvest is plentiful. What we know of God, what we have received from Him, we are called to share. And it's just as simple as that. We're called to share it. Gently, lovingly, peacefully. Do you know, just really simply. Really simply. And I know many of you already do, do that and you, you cherish those moments when that happens. But that's what we're called to do. But then when you look at words from Paul and he says, boast in your suffering. And then Jesus says, and you will be betrayed. And this will happen to you, and that will happen to you. You kind of could be forgiven for looking at him thinking, nah, don't think I'll bother with that bit. Thanks a lot. Right? But we are called to share what we have received from the Lord with others, that they might come to know that as well. But simply and gently... Great truth is that you cannot give away what you have not got, can we? 
We can't give away what we haven't got. And so we always need to stay close to God. And our gospel reading is very much about that. What Jesus does with his disciples. Making sure that they stay close to your Heavenly Father. To be about their business. We are blessed to be a blessing. And once we have placed our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ as our Saviour, then we move allegiance. And Paul is reminding us of that right at the beginning. Look at those opening words there. Since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God. And it's the peace bit that I want us to be focusing on really today. That peace that comes from God that helps us do everything else. When we've put our trust in Jesus, we are no longer an enemy to God. We are at peace with him. Once we are at peace with him, then we can receive peace from him. And it's out of that peace that we receive from him that we go out and we bless others in his name. In Christ, we have peace. And I've been getting a real fresh revelation of that in, in recent days and weeks about what that actually means to be able to operate out of the peace of God. Because there's all kinds of stuff in there that crosses our path that can very swiftly steal our peace. And, uh, and it's a case of finding it again, tracking it back and saying, whoa, Lord, I know I've received peace from you, but something's happened to me this day that's just kicked that into the long grass. <laughs> Where did I lose it? I need to come back to you. And it's about operating out of that peace that we receive from him. Because then what we do has a likeness to it. And a simplicity to it and a joy to it. But it's all based from first knowing him. The sending out of those disciples. Some of you I know have watched all of or if not all of have started watching some of. Wonderful television series, TV series, The Chosen which tells in the most beautiful way the, the story of, of Jesus and his disciples and their lives together and the humanity that's involved there. It's beautifully written. It's beautifully filmed. It's, it's beautifully presented. I commend it to you. And there's one particular episode that I'm referring back to now, which is this scene here where Jesus is sending out those disciples. And they're kind of looking at him, a God saying, what? <laughs> How on earth are we supposed to do that? And if we are going to do that, then for goodness sake, don't team me up with him. <laughs> right? But you see this, the humanity of Jesus as to sending these disciples out. He knows that physically 
He can't do all of this on his own. He needs help, but it's bigger than that because actually he wants the disciples to grow up. They can't keep relying on him doing everything all the time and just watching on. No, he wants them to grow up. That they get their own understanding of just how much God their Heavenly Father is looking after them and will supply them with everything that they need to be about the business of the kingdom of God. And here in our gospel reading, he equips them, he gives them power and authority. And the biblical narrative is one always of whenever God sets a task for us to do, or anyone in scripture to do, he always equips them to do it. Always. And here you see him giving power and authority to go out and do all these things. Don't strive in it, fellas. Operate from you know, that, that position of peace. Peace with God. Peace from God. Now, a Christian friend of mine this week sent me um, a picture of a poster that he'd been given of a festival taking place in Leeds and it disturbed his spirit as well it might because it disturbed mine and all. And it's just underneath his heading, it says, Yorkshire's Leading Health, Wellbeing and Wholeness Festival. And you think, well, that's all right. That sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, read on. And then the readers are told that they will be inspired and uplifted by exploring workshops in the following areas. And here's just some of the areas that they're being told will bring well-being and wholeness. Past life regression. Psychic mediums. Aura photography. Tarot cards. Ancient wicker arts and practice. Just to name a few. That is supposed to bring them well-being and wholeness. Well, I can tell you now, I prophesy in the name of Jesus, they'll find neither. By looking at that. Folks are hungry. The harvest is plentiful. People are searching, like this young man was in his conversation with me. They are searching for spiritual truths and realities. Meaning and purpose and they're searching in all kinds of places but they're all the wrong ones and this last week if you're following Lectio 365 on on the app there the 24-7 prayer app uh, Pete Gregg is on a three-week pilgrimage he's walking from from Iona right the way over to to Lindisfarne And one of the readings you drew attention to this last week was from Jeremiah. Jeremiah 6. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is. Walk in it. Find rest for your souls. It's like people are prepared to think all kinds of wacky, crazy stuff. Apart from the stuff that was written and given millennia ago. 
that is still alive, that is still working. And we're called into sharing it gently, simply, lovingly, from a position of peace with God. We can't do it unless we're right with him. And you know, it can be really quite easily done when, you, when you're not striving for it. And that's what I'm trying, wanting to communicate this morning. Gentle, simple little things that we can do. Sometimes it's things that we, in a prayer time, we might be asking the Lord for someone on our heart or mind and they're given to us and we think, yeah, okay, I'll give them a call, I'll knock on the door, I'll give them a visit, I'll say I'll pray for them. You know what? That's great. That's really great. And that's exciting. But I'll up the stakes for you. You try this one. Why don't you just try, Lord? You send somebody across my path today that I could bless in your name. Try that one, that's good. (laughs) That's a good one. But again, just gently, simply, lovingly doing it for that opportunity to arrive. It could be something like just putting a word of scripture on your desk if you're at work. Or a a poster or something like that in in your shop window or your business. Anything like that that might start those conversations off. It can be a simple thing like that. Some will respond, some won't. Jesus told us that. But you know what, that's, that's not our, that's not up to us really, that's not our problem. <laughs> that in all love is theirs. What we're called to do is just to keep on sharing and loving and pray that the Holy Spirit will do the work. Now I'll close with a little picture because when Sarah and I came here for, for my interview seven years ago, we were praying and walking through the fields and things and around the churches and just trying to hear what the Lord was saying to us. And uh, after we trekked across this field, just sensed this presence, we turned round and there behind us were a couple of dozen sheep that just been following us across the field. You know, we turned around, they looked up at us expectantly. And I thought, yeah, do you know what? There's a message in that. There's a message in that. And then the other day, <laughs> I was out on a walk, crossing a field, and a couple of dozen lambs suddenly come belting down the hillside and around my legs. And they're scalping around their legs and they're giving a good sniff and they're giving a little lick and they looked at me. And then they all cleared off. And there's a message in that. You'll get both reactions. Get both reactions. But we're called in peace and love just to keep sharing that out. So, hey, here we go. Here's a word that you might not hear many times in a church service. I dare you. I dare you. This week. You give that over to the Lord with that phrase, Lord, the harvest is plentiful. Where's my bit in it? What can I do this week, Lord? Who are you putting on my mind? In fact, you know what? I'm not going to dare you. I'm going to double dare you. Double dare. 
Have a go at it. And even, you know, that, that other one. Lord, yeah, just send someone to cross my path today. Because, you know, when you do that bit, then you've got to be, you've got to be ready. You've got to be ready for it. And just like the disciples, you've got to be in a place, haven't you? you know, there's no preparation on that because you don't know when it's going to happen. <laughs> you've got to be walking with the Lord and, and, and ready for it. And then next week, you can share your adventures with one another, can't you? Yeah? A, this happened. This took place. And when I'm not here next week and you're having your coffee, one of you is going to be brave enough to ask the group that. Well, what happened then last week? In Jesus' name. Amen.